0: Welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable podcast, the only show that dares to be both on-topic and on-location. Each time we meet, we bring together a group of IT luminaries to discuss a single concept or premise, and we record them together on-premises. In this episode, we're talking about backup, specifically the death of backup. Basically, the question is, is backup dead? Before we begin, let's meet our panelists.
1: Hi, my name is Jeffrey Powers. I, uh, you can find me at geekazine.com, Twitter handle geekazine. Hi, I'm Marcus
2: Leynonen, and uh, I'm an independent uh, enterprise IT enthusiast and a YouTuber. You can find me on youtube.com slash Hi,
3: I'm Glenn Deckhazer, field CTO for Red 8. You can find me at gdeckhazer on Twitter. And my blog is thedatamachine.wordpress.com.
0: So we've been talking quite a lot about uh, backup and the changes that are happening in enterprise backup and and recovery. Basically, uh, data protection used to be a pretty straightforward thing. You had a backup agent on all your servers, you dumped all the data to a tape drive each evening or each weekend, and you hoped for the best that you would be able to recover that data if needed. It's not like that anymore. We have different applications, we've got a different infrastructure. Uh, Many small and medium businesses don't even have servers anymore. Um, Backup really is changing and it's changing dramatically to the point that some people might say that backup's not really a thing anymore. So let's start off by uh, basically asking the question, what is backup? What is data protection today in in this day and age? Who wants to jump in with that one?
3: Well, I would start and say that backup and data protection are not synonymous. I'd say backup is a subset of data protection. Lots of different types of data protection. RAID, data protection. Uh, Replication of storage arrays to each other across sites. It's data protection. So backup is a subset of that. Um, But backup is one of the only ones that are, well, historically, to restore lost data, usually caused by humans, uh, you know more than you know, loss of a site for a disaster recovery. So somebody deletes a file or needs something for uh, uh, some legal reason from months ago, they gotta go get it back from wherever they copied that data to with this backup software. So um, the problem is there's a lot of moving pieces in that and over time as data has uh, proliferated and uh, gotten really large, uh, the ability to get all that stuff copied from the primary source to wherever you're putting it has become more and more challenging. Um, I do believe that backup, as it has been known for years, is dead because it's, it, you can't do things that way anymore. So whatever we're having now to, to protect data, it's much, much different. And so um, I don't know if we can call it traditional backup anymore.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and, and I want to add to that. I think that uh, we've, we've entered, well, we're, we're in the smart backup realm uh, when it comes to anything that you absolutely need versus uh, uh, stuff that, you know, could be self-replicated. I mean, back in the, in the day when we had tapes and many IT people would take their a single tape home so they had off-site data backup um, that uh, you would usually just like take every, every, everything on the table it would just take it and make a backup of it. Now it's, it's like, well, we need this, but we can re-replicate that if it if it, mm-hmm. if it disappears. So we don't need that, push that aside. So this is what we need to vital, the vital stuff we need to back up. We're gonna do that and uh, and then just push this stuff aside and, and let it recreate itself.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with both of you gentlemen, and, and uh, um, I would actually go as far as saying that backup actually does not have any business value. It has zero business value. Well, think about it. So it doesn't matter how much actual data you are copying, replicating here and there, if in a case of disaster, you're unable to recover. So recovery has all the business value. And how you make sure that recovery is in place, that's totally up to you, your environment, your customer, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a disk backup device, a tape backup device per se, if you just can do a recovery. And that's, there's so many ways to do that. And that's why I love the other topic there, when we were talking about the primary and secondary you know, data on the same devices.
0: Well, we can, uh, we can go there. So I think that increasingly, um, so, so basically it sounds like the three of you are in agreement, backup is dead. We're done, goodbye. <laughs> no, um, we can, uh, well, let's talk about it. So what, what replaces this? So if, if, if backup has no business value, is out of touch with the times, and doesn't really exist anymore, what is backup today then? Or what is data protection? What is data recovery? What, what does it look like today?
2: Yeah, well, well I would argue, as I, as I mentioned earlier, uh, if I have a just finite amount of money to spend on my infrastructure, what every organisation always needs is primary storage. That, that's number one. You cannot live only with backup. You need primary storage. That's the premise. So, and, and what's the whole idea of backup? It's in the case of some kind of disaster to recover that primary data and be up and running at some point again. So I would say that I would architect these environments depending on the environment, of course, but most cases this is applicable to my, uh, my experience. Let's say three sites with three primary storage and then you use recovery points, snapshots, whatever software on top of it to make sure that the data is always available and uncorrupted.
3: Okay, I'm gonna b- violently disagree with you. Okay. Stephen will be happy about that. Okay. Um, so, so the problem with such an approach is that you are sharing a single type of management plane and data plane across all of the uh, the platforms. If you run into an eventuality of a bug or some other corruptible event within the operating system of the storage that you happen to choose to do this, um, and or you have it in simply one, and that corruption replicates itself to the other two functioning units, you're done. And so the the thing about backup that was uh, appealing, uh, or I should say maybe that is appealing, is that it takes the data from the primary uh, source that, and brings it into a completely separate management plane, a completely separate data plane, so that if for, it's pretty much isolated from any events in the, in the primary. At least that's supposed to be the case. Um,
0: so you're would, protecting from cascading failures.
3: Casc- yes, exactly. Cascading failures that would, you know, so, now that doesn't mean you're immune from it. Um, and certainly, the problem with the approach, you know, that's the goal. But the, the reality is, many times, getting that data back from the target back to the source was more of a faith-based IT approach, where you basically plug and pray uh, to hope that it comes back. And you know, while those tapes were spinning, you sweated a lot uh, to make sure that. Did I say sweated? I think it's sweat uh, a lot to make sure that uh, you know, see that that, that data was going to come back.
1: Just don't sweat on the tapes.
3: Yeah, you know, don't sweat on tapes. Now, as we and it, that, that's and that's where you know companies like Data Domain back in the uh, you know in the mid 2000s came in and really started to solve the problem of the reliability and the speed of tapes. And we started to see the advent of disk-based backup. Um, and then that's when the people started getting ideas. Well, if I'm doing disk-based backup, why can't I just back up on the disks I'm already using for my primary? Uh, so it just got really expensive. It got really complex. And As the sources started getting really, really big uh, and lots of files, the disk-based systems started getting really, really expensive. And So people go back to the business value of backup and saying, why am I doing this? Um, There must be a better way. Uh, And Cloud has started to really change all that. But you can't do a a terabyte backup, a full backup to the Cloud every night. It's just, I mean, I guess you could, but it's just not really, once you start getting a 10 terabytes or a petabyte, that's impossible. So this has created a problem for the entire backup world. So but, I'll let you.
1: But you also have another issue here, and, and that is the uh, the IT definition of what to back up, and then you have the company policy on what to back up, and those two can clash pretty mm. pretty hard at times, to the point where you all of a sudden you're backing up some file that is irrelevant f- uh, for everybody, but is needed because uh, of the, uh, the seven-year hold policy that, that the company might have, and so you have to find that happy medium. That's why I, th- I still say it's smart backup. It's not backup. So back- to me, backup is dead, but smart backup is here to stay. Mm, correct.
3: Then you're backing up the same thing over and over again in those cases, which Un- is even unfortunately, worse. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. because that's that's what policy dictates. And, yeah. and as an employee, you got to do what the company asks you to do, especially in government.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and I totally agree I Agree with, with what you said there about the problems of the uh, different and same data plans and so on. However, um, talking to customers, especially like younger generation customers, if I will, uh, if you will, um, they really don't follow any 3-2-1, um, mm-hmm. um, this backup principle anymore, because they just don't see the problem as big anymore. And, and they manage very, very well without the 3-2-1 backup, uh, whatever architecture you want to do. And and that 3 two, one the last one, was there to avoid exactly what you said there. but. Uh, If you take real-world cases, it's very, very rarely when you actually need that. If you are in very, very critical environments and and sensitive environments, then maybe yes. But we haven't seen many cases like this, actually, where where that's actually required. Sorry.
0: So uh, one one thought that comes to mind from listening to you guys is that um, it's not necessarily that backup has changed, but the systems have changed and people have changed. And in the old days you had you know, a monolithic server with some disks and some data and it did its thing and you dumped the data off of it. Systems are totally different now. Um, you know, I mean, you've got you know, microservices and you know, Kubernetes and web scale applications and pets versus cattle and all these kind of things that are happening now. And um, you know, a lot of that stuff doesn't really lend itself to a traditional backup approach, right?
3: Absolutely not, you got uh, uh, anything that's ephemeral by definition shouldn 't be backed up, and, and I it 's funny you see some vendors out there saying, looking back up containers i 'm like that if you 're backing up containers you 're probably not doing containers right but, um, but there are but and actually, I did speak to some people at uh, at Red Hat who are on the floor that I saw today that um, we're talking about the use cases where it, does, it is appropriate actually to back up containers because there are companies that are taking legacy monoliths and wrapping a container around it just because they were told to, or that was the initiative, we want to go containers. Not for the reasons of going containers, but there was some initiative and you, know, you really can't explain some actions sometimes. So, uh, But those things need to be backed up. And so there is, you know, you do need to back up containers uh, in those cases, but in, in the right way, the microservices DevOps world, know. but the data that it does use And and what you find is a lot of the data that's in MongoDB, Redis, some of those other things in containers, you know, I always thought you could just go use a big NFS share and go back back up that NFS share. Turns out these things require block and they have their own, they use raw disk their own way. So you do need to back up the storage that has been claimed by those containers. You do need to protect that data. You do need to be able to restore that data. Um, The question is once it gets to a petabyte of that stuff um, the traditional backup, as we've known it, starts to break down. It doesn't start. It totally breaks down. Mm-hmm. So you find that you need some sort of incremental approach across the board. As as you're, I mean, what I see going forward, the replacement to backup, say backup V two, is as data is written, it is written into two planes simultaneously. It'll be written to the production system, then it'll be written at some point to a second plane that picks it up and stores it in its own format, but it'll be atomic, it'll be transactional, and the, the backup job will no longer exist. And I, I look forward to those days because I think administration's gonna be a lot easier, a lot more predictable, uh, and I think a lot more reliable. I think you'll be able to know where your data is at any point that the minute it's saved, you know it is also protected.
1: Would you want something like an AI type situation where it's, it's backing up and then something is, Uh, electronically file sorting it to to I don't think you
3: need to be very smart at all I think all you need to do is your whoever the the file providers should have the ability to write twice Write once here and write once to some maybe a journal someplace where it's picked up and where some other application comes and picks it up as it's going Um, you know it's going to be either integrated or you'll get companies that own storage and backup solutions maybe together and put it together
2: yeah, I couldn't agree agree more with you guys, and, and uh, this is interesting discussion now. And, and um, you know, it wasn't now before. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, it's really interesting. So, so the, the what I want is that that the traditional backup will be that quickly because I never liked to do backup. Like, like I like the primary storage, you know, but I don't like to take care of the backup things. Of course, I want my data to be backed up, but I don't like to think about backup schedules or where to backup up and how many times and blah, blah, blah. I just want it to be taken care of. If you of. have so to think about your backup, you're not going to like your backup. Correct, correct. So, so, so this is what I want. So I want to create some kind of volume and primary storage, whatever. And then somehow magically, automatically, I know that it will always be backed up correctly. Uh, This is something that Don Foster, the vice president of Commvault Storage uh, Services, said back in in Commvault Go. Uh, He mentioned it in one one session that um, there should be just, uh, let's stop talking about primary and secondary storage. Let's start talking about servicing customers. And then he had magnificent bullet points under that. What he meant with that is that Primary storage, secondary storage, however you see it and perceive it are kind of the same. Data is data, data is data. And then you just make sure that under there, underneath somewhere invisibly, the backups are, are, are taken care of. And, and he's not the only one, only company who's, who said that. And I, 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 I like that. I, I don't have to think about it too much. I just, it just happens there in the background.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that actually matches, just to jump in on this, um, and I know that, Jeff, you, you talk a lot about uh, you know, small, small business and consumer use cases as well. That matches the expectation of consumers these days as well, whether it's yeah. you know, your, those backup service providers, you know, your Carbonite or whatever, uh, or your you know, time machine or whatever. Backblaze. It just happens. Yeah. It just, yeah. just just backblaze. It does its thing. And, um, and the, the, the end user doesn't have to worry about it. And basically, what, what's happening there is that we're training because, of course, people are the real issue here. People are the ones who are making decisions. decision. We're training them that backup is dead. They believe that backup is dead because they see it on their laptop
1: every day, right, Jeff? Well, not only do they see it there, they also see it in the... Well, t- I'll take photographs, for uh, example. You can... Uh, we, we take more photographs now than we have ever have in our lifetime, but if you look, if you try... If I, if I was to ask you where, do you, where are your photos stored? I, nine times out of 10, nine, nine people out of 10 would have no idea where it is. They'd think, you know, maybe Instagram or Facebook or something like that, thinking that, uh, that that's going to be the safe and secure method for all their photos. But then one day, yep. one day Instagram's, Instagram could go down, lose all that data, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, where's all my photos? I have no idea. So we have that, that, that yeah, we, feel, we think we feel safe on, on the fact that our time machine is backing up, but if it doesn't back up, then um, there's a real firestorm that's about to happen.
2: And continuing from that, uh, once again, agreeing heavily with that, but but uh, somehow I, I feel it, once again, in, in younger generation, let's say. <laughs> <Young> <laughs> that, <Ger>? that, yeah, <laughs> well, <a> anyway, <laughs> um, that they overtrust cloud. You know, mm-hmm. when, when you mm-hmm. put something there, you kind of feel that it's a big company, it's a Google, it's an AWS, and they have lots of uh, computers and stuff there that take care of it multiple locations. I put it there and I, I just overtrusted that it's never getting lost or, or corrupted. So this is a bit dangerous in my opinion. Well, I
0: absolutely agree because yeah. um, the, 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 the idea of these cloud services exactly is that, you know, we've got infinite version control, That's we've it. got infinite storage, we've got no responsibility. So we're just gonna dump stuff there and it's somebody else's problem. And if I wanna go back, I can go back, right?
1: We got infinite storage. Until you stop paying for it, and the perfect <laughs> example is is going back to that Commvault God, and we were, we were we were learning about metallic, and they and and the one term that kept coming up was as long as you pay for it, we're going to we're going to protect it and store <laughs> it, and it's like okay, so the day after that you don't pay for it, is it gone? Is it there? Is it what? Right. What's what's going to happen to it? Now, getting on the logistics of that, we won't do that, but uh, the whole point is that uh, it, if if you really want your data, yeah, you have to back it up on your own, and you have to uh, you have to go the old archaic method. But if you want to trust where we are right now and hope that the world doesn't uh, have a major power surge or, or something like that, and it's still going to be there, then that's the way to go as well.
3: well I think one of the things that you're talking about that's going to be driving the death of backup, right, is that today, uh, in order, you know, the, the the way it's all worked, the infrastructure to it, there's the media on which these multiple copies of data are stored, primary, secondary, tape, I don't care what, you know, they all have a cost to them. Yeah. But also today, there's also software above that that makes it happen and there's logic and there's you know, policies or whatever there is. Even for the, on the consumer side, there's still logic and settings and, and stuff. Um, and I think the expectation on these cloud services that it, we're using that, we, that many times we don't even pay for, we're like we're throwing photos of <laughs> Facebook and Instagram, we just expect it to be there. <laughs> yeah uh and just hope and and so the expectations of the younger generation is that um I just my data is there I don't want to pay for it to be there I don't want to pay for it to be recovered I mean it just should work and uh they'll just give up all their privacy to to for that as the as the cost of doing business but uh that drives an expectation in business going forward is that there there shouldn't be a you know I shouldn't have to think about either the infrastructure or the software to do this it should just happen and that's where I go back to I think that's going to drive demand in the manufacturing communities in the storage world, uh, where you're going to see integrated storage and backup, where the storage is going to be intelligent enough to work with whatever backup we'll call it. Just it, it's one unit now. It's not all primary, but there will be two separate data planes, two separate management, uh, two separate data and control planes, but they will be they will look like one to the user. And that's all there's going to be, because that's the way that everyone is demanding it:
2: yeah, once again, agreed, um, and this actually underlines what we, what we discussed earlier um, um, and uh, about the you know younger generation once again trusting the, the cloud environments maybe too much, but I, I, I wouldn't say that it's actually their fault it's just how the world is built around them it's they, their fault you know <laughs> So anyway, so, so that's how these cloud companies are selling themselves and branding them themselves, and, and, and that's why, why the, these people nowadays trust like that. So what that leads to is that if people are trusting services like that and they are used to use these services and apps like that, then maybe somebody else needs to take care of the backup for them themselves. If they trust it completely, okay, fine, this is how you're going to use these things, then somebody, service providers and so on, is to just make sure that the usage is safe for them. Like
0: that. So in, in summary, I'll, I'll let you guys each have a, a, last, uh, a last thought on this, but it sounds like what you're saying is that um, you know, our conventional backup has basically expired. Architectures are changing, people are changing, expectations are changing, and the industry needs to change with it. I think that you know, from my perspective, my biggest concern about what you're saying, I find it hard to disagree. In fact, I was one of the people who suggested it, mm. that, that people have different expectations these days because of how they've been using the cloud and, and social media and so on. But at the same time, I, I also know a bit about enterprise software and systems to know that that is really not how this stuff works. Mm. Um, it really doesn't have that capability at least not yet yeah. uh, hopefully it will but uh, you know it seems like it seems like that's a big jump that we're making right now yeah. right do you want to go first there Glenn?
3: yeah to your point that the you're absolutely correct that this is definitely not how our systems are built now there's no capabilities as we discussed earlier about these integrated systems that just will work atomically every time you save something it's just now it's spread out in different yeah. places and you're protected the minute you save it which is we're Where the industry needs to go, uh, because it just the volumes of data are way too high uh, to to deal with this, and also the velocity of data is too is too much to deal with this. I mean, if I save, I could save you you could save 12 copies of a file in a minute. Do you need all 12 versions of that? Maybe you do. So, you know, the needs are going to drive new products, or new features, or new expectations, and perhaps new architectures. Um, and I see that's gonna be um, kind of a hybrid approach of storage and the, the data movement to other platforms. I hesitate to call that backup because I don't know, is that backup? I don't know. Um, it could be considered tiering. It could be considered um, just lifecycle. I'm not sure what you call it, but uh, I don't think you call it backup.
2: Marcus. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say that, that data is data is data, and, and I, I don't want the backup. I don't want to take care of the backup, and, and I'm, thinking I'm, I'm I'm not alone with this. Um, and uh, something has to change, as, as you mentioned. Um, now that nobody can counter anymore, I'm saying that you should be just, uh, you know, data is data is data, and you save your primary data on primary, and you save the secondary on the same disks, and then you take care of every other problem around it in a separate way.
1: Jeff, I oh. disagree. I disagree. I know. I know. Nice. No, uh, so I, I still I, I I believe in in, in smart back. It's not backup. It's smart backup. It's what you, it, it's determining what needs to actually go into one area and what can be thrown away, um, and and it also deals with policy and procedure, government. Uh, uh high business uh, high security all needs to or follows a different plan than the regular joe user small small medium business uh and of course all the instagram photos well Go to MySpace and try and find the photos that you had on MySpace back in the day, and then they're probably not there. Or try and find a backup of uh, of your uh, uh, I can't think of the website. Friendster. No, was it? Well, Friendster. you yeah. yeah, take your pick on it. Oh. Uh, I, uh, but the MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. That's that's what I was going for. GeoCities. But my point is, you know, it, it's it's uh, I it, at... the the important the important data. You, you'll you'll still have to find a way to market and keep it uh, keep it current and and volatile and and, in a a place where you need to refer to it. And then all the rest of the stuff could go to the curb for somebody to dumpster dive for. (laughs) Well, I
0: hope that this works out. Um, I think that actually we've uncovered a very interesting problem here in that people's expectations for data protection and recovery and archiving may not match the capabilities of the vast diverse systems that they're actually using and uh, that really gives me something to to think about i hope it's uh, given you listening uh, something to think about as well maybe you can solve this problem let's hope Uh, thank you for listening to the on-premise it roundtable if you enjoyed this discussion remember to subscribe rate and review the show in itunes since that really helps our visibility and please share the show with your friends especially if they know how to solve this problem this podcast was brought to you by gestaltit.com your home for it coverage from across the enterprise For show notes and more episodes, go to gestaltit.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening.